So hey everybody, it's your girl Miss Mouthy. I am so excited today mm -hmm. um, to have a conversation. I feel like I have um, a great presence, a legend of Detroit here with me. For real. Miss um, Erica Carter is here to grace me with her beautiful presence. Uh, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to come on. Yeah. I, I, I support you and all okay. that you do okay. in the Trans Sisters of Color Project. That's yes. right. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. T-Stop. Yes, T-Stop. Okay, <laughs> all right. Non-stop. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> pre op post up. Okay. U-turn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, I really wanted her to come on today, not only to just talk about her current experience that brought her on today, but just because I think it's really great to have representation of all different women and womanhood, and so for me, it was really important to get your own narrative. Um, so if you could tell the people who you are, what you do. All right. All right, Detroit, uh, and everyone abroad, because Facebook is global. My name is Erica Chantel Carter. That's my government name. But when you see me in the streets, okay. you just call me hashtag IT313. Okay, your friendly neighborhood post op, you know, transgender senior citizen. Okay, fifty five, and I'm so thankful and that is a wonderful to be alive. Yeah, that oh yes, it is. I tell people in a trans black trans woman's year that's eighty. Okay, because our life expectancy is thirty five. Is thirty five and forty mm -hmm. due to stress, mm -hmm. and we basically live by the rule of Occam's razor. Mm. Occam's razor is like where 50% of us survive and 50% of us don't. Yeah. But the 50% of us that survive and strive, we are really go-getters. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then as Moon, One Love, as her singing, singer and actress. And uh, just so you know what that means, okay. Moon, One Love represents the female aspect of God. Okay. The, 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 the moon represents, you know... Uh, uh, God is a lot mm -hmm. in Islam, and it, it just, you know, like lunar cycles and things like that, and it uh, just represents the female aspect of God, and okay. I say one love, one love from above, so I just want to make that clear that that's really the biggest part of my uh, brand, yes. is bringing one love. Yes. Okay, and so send me some hearts, y'all, if y'all actually can hear us while we live, because the last thing we need to do is we talking and y'all can't hear us, because Facebook, we kind of... Can you hear us? Fun. Can y'all hear us just Can fine? you hear us? Ooh, let's work on these, uh, see, the treble, so we can... Get that fishy okay. voice. <laughs> let's see. I think everybody can hear us. Okay, yeah, we got hearts. Okay, good. Show me some little bit of love. Well, okay, so when did, you know, <laughs> when did you know you could sing? Um, ever since I was a, a child. Um, okay. The thing about it is, singing for me is like the color purple where uh, when the father tells Celie, Celie, you got the ugliest smile <laughs> creation. She goes like this. So as a little boy, yes, I can say that. Mm -hmm. As a little boy, Ricky. Okay. Um. I would sing, and people like, oh, you sound like a girl. And here came the boom, 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 boom. Oh. So, you know, and then my mother would say, baby, could you not sing? And so it stifled me. Mm. So a lot of times I would sing under my breath or to deal with what I was dealing with as a child growing up, I would hum. Just like our uh, ancestors, the, the 
our ancestors that were pulled over from their native land and to here. Yeah. And even though these Africans were from different tribes and different countries from the continent of Africa, they could hum. Yeah. Even though they didn't speak the same languages. So it's like humming is like mm, you know, it gets you through. Yeah. Just like, just like when, uh, 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 and 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 uh, most people quote the Bible. I'm gonna quote the color purple. Okay. She said, uh, "This song is called Miss Celia's Blues because she scratched it out of my head one day when I was ailing. Remember that scene when they just go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that is it, that that's the thing that actually saved me. Mm. Uh, there will be a chapter in my book." Uh, a yes, boy so. called Ricky. Um, Donna Summer saved my life. And when I first heard uh, Love to Love You Baby. Okay. You better talk about uh, it. Love to love you baby. Yeah, that. Because okay. I was that kid that had the uh, pillowcase. Okay. <laughs> with the dog on Okay, uh, just hanging clo- down. Clothes pins hanging down. And had the dog on uh Flash sheet spinning around. <laughs> yeah. And those I, moments are so iconic to us developing inside of who we absolutely become. was true. If my parents would have recognized what they recognized of Beyonce, mm-hmm. Beyonce, uh, Be- Beychella. Okay. I'm part of the Beehive, but I don't get obsessed because <laughs> I love her. But everybody, let's just love everybody. There's <laughs> um, room for all of us, you say. You know, I was always into the arts, but okay. being also an intellectual child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just felt truly as a child that I was old mm. <laughs> like because I paid attention time. I paid attention to everything around me and my father and I come from a very different situation I'll, I'll say this I come from a blended family I have okay. seven brothers six Good. sisters okay now my father's family only lived eight blocks away okay now and his wife Liz was like my second mother. She okay. loved me like I was her child. And then my mother's husband, Daddy Charlie, he loved me. And I just say, uh, those two men recognized my disposition as a child mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. And when I was five years old, my father said to me, he said, baby, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, daddy. Mm-hmm. My father was a street man. He was a gangster. He, right. he, he was all that. I learned how to count money in his in his uh, gambling joints at four years old. So okay. he was notorious, he and his twin brother. But he said, baby, don't you be nobody's punk. I said, well, daddy, what do you mean by that? He right. says, a punk is a coward. He mm-hmm. said, don't you let nobody punk you. Mm-hmm. And he said, people are going to try you because of your disposition. I said, mm-hmm. what's my disposition, daddy? He said, and my father didn't really use a lot of big mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, five syllables was a stretch. Okay. <laughs> it was just, right. So, he said, the way you are as you are now. I said, okay. He said, people are going to think you're soft because you're soft. But mm-hmm. you don't let nobody. So, mm-hmm. suffice it to say... I grew up fighting a lot. Okay. And at one point, my aunt lived down the street with her nine kids mm-hmm. and four boys. So extreme bullying. Yeah. And extreme persecution at the small Church of Christ in, in River Rouge. Right. You know, I'm from Down River. Okay. So it was a daily onslaught of verbal abuse at home, yeah. physical abuse at home, yeah. fighting at school, because I wasn't letting nobody pump me. Yeah. Out. And I kicked a lot of ass. 
And there are a lot of boys that say, you kicked my ass. I said, you deserved it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing about it, and I, 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 I abhor violence. Mm-hmm. I really do. But It's kind of one of those things that we have to... Survival. Yeah, like we have to go through that chapter mm-hmm. just to either know if we're going to survive and really push through to be who we are because people will try you. You have to believe in yourself enough to know that, like, okay. And they try you again and again. Yeah, bitch, this is what you want. I'm going to show you. <laughs> like I said, I'm be quoting the color purple. Like, <laughs> you be wanting to sing and they want to beat it out you. You know, people want to chase it out of me, curse it out of me, mm-hmm. uh, beat it out of me. Erica wasn't going anywhere. I was very exactly. aware who I was, cognitively speaking, mm-hmm. since I was about two and a half, three. Okay. You know, and... I can only speak for my experience, and that's just with it. Can we have a PSA, public service announcement? Yes, of yes. course. Okay, I'm here to represent Anthony Adams. Yes, he is the mayor Detroit deserves, and I'm going to do a shout-out to but him. We're going to go to Menjo's after this interview. Okay. And I just, I'm on his campaign team, and I just want everyone to know that I don't get behind anybody that I do not believe in. I told my brother Tyrone Carter, I said, I didn't get behind you because you're my brother. I got behind you because I believe in you and your platform because we're not close. Right. Okay? Okay. Some people don't even know we're related until we're in the room and they go and introduce us to each other. Right. Oh, do you know Erica? That's my... Then, you know, the mouths are gay. But but the thing about it is, when I met Anthony, I was asked to be on his team and I said yes for several reasons. Number one, I said, how does a black cis heteronormative, and he was like, cis hetero, seeing all these <laughs> terms, everybody not not yeah. down with the cis and heteronormative, a lot of people are like, now what is that then you explain? I said, yeah. how do you as a straight black man, Christian, mm-hmm. have no issue with a woman as myself in the LGBT community? Yeah. Okay? Well, he said, I have no right to judge. Ooh. He said, I love God, and God loves everyone. And if we look, and he told me if love is unconditional, then so be it. Okay, that was one factor. Okay. Now, when I met him in person, you know, and uh, I met him over my friend's house in the hood off Linwood and Dexter, so I'm just telling okay. y'all something. that's where I'm from. Okay, that's okay, but I'm just telling you, this was okay. in the hood, and the man doesn't have a problem going to the hood. This, that's another thing. And I said, asked him, I said, tell me at the core, who are you? Okay. And he said, he named his mother. Mm-hmm. He said, I am such a son, such son. Mm-hmm. I said, you got me. He acknowledged his mother mm-hmm. and that he's from Ohio. And then he talked about how much he loves Detroit. Yeah. And I met his wife, you know, and they're good people. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly say I built a a good relationship with them. Like, that, they love me and I love them and, and it, what they want to do. So... I, I'm not going to get behind nobody just because, you know, so. I, and I think that's important, right? Like, we don't recognize, for me, I'll speak for myself. I never really know who's out there, who's in the running, who's for the community, who's not. So it's always good to know when you can have somebody and see how their interaction yeah. with politics. And we're not saying, by all means, I don't feel like we all have to agree in politics. We but don't. I do think we need to be more knowledgeable about politics and who running because it directly affects you. Whether yeah. you like to believe it or not, in some form or some way, if it it directly yes, it affects you. Yeah. Your local, the state, 
<laughs> you know, and the, the federal, national bro. and yeah. the thing about and the federal. You know, and the thing about it, what I love about the Obamas, they have a Netflix uh cartoon series. Okay. Based upon teaching children about how, about government. Oh. No, about government. Okay. Okay. About government. Politics is when we start to go in and I'm this and I'm, I'm that. that. Okay, okay. Got that's it. the that's when you make it political. Uh and and when people I want people to be a lot more educated. So I'm a political person and I'm politically in, incorrect. So um, no political correctness from me is not gonna be my life is not politically correct. Okay. So let's just put that there. Mine either. Let me let me be clear. <laughs> my back is hurting a little bit. That's why this legs across it, but ooh. Just ooh, okay. baby these boobs. But anyway, um, but I want people to understand that when you get behind someone, what you're you're, you're on their platform. And while we're talking about platforms, let's let's talk about LGBT Detroit. Okay. Now I have my bullhorn in the car, and I let her. I I, I, I let her rest because you know. With uh, hotter than July, which I would have been hosting this year. Okay. Uh, again, I would have you know stepping down from that position because I had issues with LGBT Detroit, and I call LGBT Detroit G Detroit. Mm. It's nothing more than a gay man's what a what a country club or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I hear that often. I hear that often. Social club. Gay okay. man social club. Okay. And that's been said by some of the people that work there. Okay. I've even asked someone I could quote. But what did you hear? Um, so a lot of times people talk about how, what do they do? They ask questions about what they do. Right. And so personally, I never want to take away from an organization, but I also don't want to keep perpetuating um, organization that does damage or has some lack of accountability. So, can you talk about when you first started working for LGBT? Working with. So working with. Payroll. I got paid for some things. And let, let it, I, want okay. you, I want you all to know, I did invite some of the people from LGBT Detroit to watch. Hey, Evans, Evan Killingsworth, I hope you're watching because everything okay. that I'm going to state is true. Uh, there will be no um, untrue Statement. So I'm not worried about nobody's uh, cease and desist. Okay. Or any of that. Okay, talk about it. I'm going to talk about <laughs> it. First and foremost, two years ago, uh, my sweet nephew, god nephew, Damon Percy, asked me, said, Auntie, would you be on the panel for uh, Heaven? They're doing a documentary on Club Heaven. Okay. <laughs> and I said, sure. He said, you are really good at, you know, the history of the community and, and you speak well. Would you please? So I did. And I went on the panel. Right. And when when people ask me to do things, if I can do it as my schedule, I'm there. Right. Okay. So I did that. And it was held at LGBT Detroit. Now, I had a great time. It was so well put together. Right. Okay. So once I did that. I caught the attention of Curtis Liscombe and okay. some of the people there. And Damon let me know that he was like, well, Auntie, they just loved you this and the third, okay. third you know. I'm, I, I'm, I, listen, I'm going to scratch my back. I have a winning yes. personality. Okay, you know what? You better love yourself and uplift yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uplift yourself. Okay, Talk I'm just it. telling you. 
and I'm and I'm just gonna say this. T stands for truth. Okay. One reason I get back on the, on on the subject. Yeah. One reason why trans people intimidate people mm. is because they have to check themselves about what well, am I? We know our answer. We know our answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's no decision that you just came up with. It's 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 everybody's journey is different because some people get pushed back because of family, religion. Pressure, right. sports, you already know. And I'm going to say as a post-op woman okay. who had her surgery, gender-confirming surgery, not sex change. Because I didn't change my sex. Mm-hmm. Let's take sex out of it because in this puritanical society. And that's what, yeah, that's all what people want to offer Anything, anytime you put sex in it, they think it's deviant or yeah. aberrant behavior. Let me just say this. When I got up from that table, I just felt relieved. I was still the same person. And believe me, you, people don't care if you're sitting on a vagina mm-hmm. or a secure tuck. Okay. They're going to call you what, when, and in, and at, and everything. So my womanhood is no better, no greater, no less than any other woman. Oh, yes. Okay. And I talked to some cis women yesterday, and I do not like saying sis, but I'll just say it to acknowledge what I mean. I met with uh, uh, Tony Peoples at uh, The Mix because I'll be hosting next week and doing some Aretha Franklin songs. They're going to be doing um, all remixes and, and, and uh, house remixes. Okay. But it was a bunch of women there. Okay. And baby, I came in there with the fan and everything and all of that okay. and all of that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm hashtag Auntie 313. And they was just loving it. And I bust out into some Aretha. And I was like, okay. Oh, you don't call anymore. They was like, what, what? I was like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got into it. And I said, what you call your vagina? What's her name? I said, because mine's is Cleopatra, Queen of Denial, period. So they bust out laughing. It was a, a mother, her three daughters, and two other friends. And then... Courtney, the bartender, we laughed and said, Oh, we just love you. I said, okay, okay, is that all right? Y'all can go ahead and, and, and vibe with a, a trans woman. They went, whoop. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, we love it. Let okay. me tell you something. When you just open and honest, people don't care as long as you have some dignity about yourself. So, and we'll get back to that. They, we had a good okay. time. Okay. <laughs> and I let them know we're not in competition. We're yes. women. We're on the same boat. Yes. We all want a good man if we like me. Okay. We all want a good job. We all, all want to look good. We all want our bridge card to go okay. through. We all want to feel good. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So with LGBT Detroit, I was asked <coughs> to do, to become a moderator for okay. Troy Kennedy. Okay. Hashtag tuck suckers. Anyway. <laughs> That oh. deserved a, oh. a clap. <laughs> Hashtag tug suffers. So, um, Troy Kennedy reached out to me. And he said, Erica, and I was surprised he had called me because the last several times I had seen Troy, I you know, wouldn't speak to him or anything because okay. I heard of some stuff. Okay. So, and, you know, I Facebook deleted, phone number deleted, right. you know. But he said, listen, everything that you heard about me, I, said, I haven't heard much. It's just that when something was said, I said, okay, I'm not in the drama. Let me just shut this down. Mm-hmm. So he brought receipts. 
proved his innocence. I talked to Monica Roberts. I talked to um, uh, Tona Brown. And we talked about some things. And he, because I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Do, can you curse on this? Yeah, you can curse. I said, because you know what? what? What you're asking me to do is going to create an umbrage with my sisters. Yeah. So, But he was like, well, I have this organization or this men's group that's trans amorous. And I said, okay. And so they wanted to do a panel and have me be the moderator. And I was like, okay. And I told Troy several years ago, what you're doing is saving lives, being out and on you know social media talking okay. about it you know but so I did it and it went really well and it was very informative it was an open forum and some police officer came and they learned a lot and okay. Troy Kennedy's uh, uh, his group the gentleman representing my son um, Joel Hockner and uh, another guy Jonathan Okay. He came from our town. They had their shit together. Okay. okay? History of trans, uh, biological aspects, you know, and how, why, and what. So it really was a great experience. So that okay. led to, I was asked by Curtis Liscom, Eric, I would love if you could come and work with us. And I said, I would love to volunteer on mm -hmm. some things because I would like for you to help me put more tea in the tea. Yes. I said, okay. Now, mind you, I did hear some things out on the streets. Mm -hmm. You know, the streets. The streets be talking. Yeah, the streets really be talking, okay, uh, about their hmm, disappointment with LGBT Detroit, especially when it came to trans women. Mm -hmm. And I put that on the table. I said, listen, I just want whatever I do, whatever I manifest with you, that it helps the community. I am here to, of course, I said, I want to build my brand. Right. I want to start singing at these uh, prides across the country. But I also want to bring a message through the arts. So yes. since I, I direct and, 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 and um, produce, yeah. write, produce music, act, and I'm a comedian, I want to help with art. Right. I don't want to sit there and taking somebody's name and information and getting a number. Right. Okay, people are bored with that. What's going to get retention? Mm -hmm. Okay, instead of recidivism, okay. we want retention. So, I, I uh, uh, implemented things. I said, use me for what I'm good at, and this is the, these right. things. And as time went on, some things were said about some of my trans sisters, you know, and a light went on in my head because when it got to number three and four and yeah. then talking about Sierra Dior Malone yeah. especially because I said I told Sierra whatever I do there I'm going to always make sure that they concur with you first right. they bring everything to you first for all the things that she's done to end up being treated like a volunteer it's yeah. just it's it, it, I, I just it just got to me but um, excuse me, and my lash appointment is next week. <laughs> so y'all know how these lashes go. You know, they go all the way. This way. But uh, what struck me in my head was mm -hmm. if they said this about Bree, mm -hmm. if they said this about Janice, mm -hmm. they said this about Sierra, if they said this about any 
trans woman. I said to myself, I'm not exempt. Mm -hmm. So I went into a role of placating. And this was before talking to Cassie okay. and uh, Janice on the phone. And Janice saying, Erica, I just want you to be careful. And I talked to her and I said, you know, help me because yeah. I want your wisdom. Because you are right. out there. Mm -hmm. You're on the lips of, you know, Corey yeah. Booker and, and the guy from um, who I love from Texas. Mm -hmm. You're out there. You're 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 in the activism in a way that I haven't done yet. Right. So I respect where you are with it. You know, so she and Cassie, they talked to me about some things and I said don't worry about it. But before that conversation, early this year, and and mind you, Janice didn't say anything disrespectful. Right, right, right. Not at all. She just told the truth. She said, just be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. So I had my eye like this in my side eye anyway. Okay. And I told her just recently, I said, and I placated to some things, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're going to say one thing, oh, let me, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... From there, it just seemed like after all that I was bringing to the table. Right. Oh, I love your idea. I love your idea. I love this and I love this and I love this. And then you set me up with Kaylee Stanton, who was doing brilliant work. Mm -hmm. But you're giving her a hard time about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me, giving me lip service that it's... it's all of that. You're loving it all. So I was on the council of, uh, I was on two councils. A council for mentoring and mentees, and I was on council for domestic uh, abuse for women in the LGBTQA experience. Okay. So, and, and I could have, uh, those were areas that I flourished because, you know, being someone who has survived domestic abuse yes. and rape and violence and all of that, uh, and then mentoring. So, I love that, but my question in my head was, how far does this reach mm. beyond meetings and, mm. of course, because of COVID, Zoom, some things like that. But my dismay started to come when I started noticing, I will say names, Jaron Totten, who I had made an, a, a joke about calling him Jaron Thotten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't like that because everybody's called him Jaron Thought. Okay, period. Yeah, uh huh. And he would just cut into me. Okay. Just like slice through the air. Like, and it's crazy because I'm like, hmm. Because mm -hmm. I want to have my experience with you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Once again, mm -hmm. so I noticed misogynist, misogynistic behavior. Okay. I noticed transphobia. Yes. And I started questioning Curtis because I ended up being really close to him, like, cool. Oh, Erica, you're so great. And and by you being a mature woman and you bring this and some seasoning. Yeah, I'm bringing some seasoning. <laughs> but what y'all cooking? Yeah. Hello. What you cooking? Like, Where's the outreach? How do we reach out? To, I'm a trans woman. How do I help my my community specifically? Yeah. And what are we doing besides being in this building? Mm 
So I came up with a couple of things. And one of the things I came up with first was hashtag pronouns matter. Okay. Okay. Because they do. And yes, they do. And the reason I came up with hashtag pronouns matter, I, I, I thought about how when we go place, people say, oh, my pronouns are, well, for me, my pronouns are her, she, goddess with 10 mm -hmm. exclamation points. And it always gets a laugh and right. break, break the ice. And I came up with hashtag pronouns matter. And Kaylee would say, Erica, well, that's great. Well, let's present it to, present it to Curtis. I, I said, I already presented it to Curtis. Curtis like, well, you know, Kaylee. So he's like, Erica, that's great. That's brilliant. You know. Right. So long story short, we started working on it. I said, well, hashtag pronouns matter is going to be an open forum where we of the community talk to people that are allies and people who are not allies where we can sit at the table or across from each other and talk about why pronouns matter and just the gravity of it and from that we were also going to do a um, basically a PSA okay. maybe a minute and a half two minute uh, social media commercial you could say okay. that would have people saying well hi my name is Erica Chantel Carter mm -hmm. I'm proud to let you know that I am a post-op trans woman mm -hmm. my pronouns are her she got yeah okay so Kaylee asked me well Erica can you write an op-ed okay. I said better yet because my mentee happens to be my godchild, Rumi K. Weaver, who right. supports Ruth Ellis too. I brought them in because they represent the least acknowledged on the spectrum. Yeah. Agender, asexual. Mm -hmm. Rumi wrote times stamped and everything, y'all, because you know before you go out and get lawyers and stuff, make you sure gotta you gotta have your receipts. You know, make sure your T's are crossing your eyes are dotted. Okay, have your okay. receipts. So <laughs> Rumi wrote a brilliant op-ed. So we were on our way. Mm -hmm. And next phase would have been filming. Okay. You know, the hashtag pronouns matters to put it on social media because they have a social media team and right. all of this and okay. all of that. Okay. Well, that got kind of pushed to kind of like a, a halt okay. because of COVID. Mm. Okay. But let's jump back. Prior to... COVID shutting down in April because the hashtag pronouns matter was started actually in January. Okay. Okay. That February there was an event called Cold as Hell. <laughs> I heard, remember that. You heard the, about uh, it? BDSM. BDSM. Okay. The leather community. I did hear about it. Okay. So I was asked to co-host the after party at the uh, theater. Okay. What's that? The Atlas. Uh, yeah. Olympics. I think Menjo's. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The theater. Uh, at at, at Menjo's, I was asked to be on a panel because I am a former dominatrix, so I was on a panel. Yes. So was Cassie McBride. So was okay. uh, 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 Troy Kennedy, even though he didn't know anything about BDSM, but his bald <laughs> head was on there. I can say what I want to say. Who going to check me, oh, boo? boo? Period. Okay. Because I'm checking him when I see him in public, okay? <laughs> Hashtag tough sucker. Anyway. <laughs> so, 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 uh, from that, 
I donated my equipment, my okay. St. Andrew's Cross, my spanking horse. Okay. You know, for the aesthetics. Yeah, very Okay, so, and I asked, what was the importance of this BDSM Leather Community event? Event. Because BDSM kink and fetish and domination is something that all walks of life are into. Yeah. How does this help the LGBT community? It doesn't. This was just Jaron Totten's fetish brought to life. festival okay. brought to life. And I participated, and you can see me on the flyers and everything. And, you know, I know this industry because I, I, I was proficient in being a dominatrix. I don't get into BDSM as my, for right. myself, but it is a legal service, and I do get classes. Okay. So, you do this, and I'm noticing that, okay, we're at the theater, and I'm the host. Okay. You know, hey, everybody, it's cold as hell. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, and I say, say, cold as hell. And they were saying, and I said, but hashtag hot as fuck. <laughs> they was loving it. Now, mm-hmm. we are grown, right? Right, right. This was at a... At, a, at, a, at the... <laughs> y'all didn't care about the whips and everything. Uh, right, you're right. They're right. giving me, you know, look. I mean, I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, what's her name? I love her. Um, <laughs> she dad, uh, Joan Rivers. My sense of humor is like Joan Rivers. Okay. Very quick and all that. And I said, okay. hot as hell, cold as hell, hot as fuck. You know, and they <laughs> right. were loving it. But, you know, he, he just started to exhibit, like, cutting remarks and energy to me. Mm-hmm. And... If you really look at their website and everything they got on social media, it's really a gay man social club. I mean, if, if that's what you're going to be, G Detroit, just be that. Yeah. So, uh, hashtag pronounce matter got pushed. And then also came up with storytelling that I was going to do with Evan Killingsworth. And we went and scouted out uh, one of the um, rooms at Henry Ford Hospital where my musician and I, we were going to have music set to each person's okay. story. So what it was going to do was going to be a two-hour event okay. where for about 45 minutes, I was going to teach people how to write a story okay. and then present it okay. and then empower themselves. Yes. And I brought that to Affirmations a couple of years ago that Lillian raised, you know, and then she left and she was like, you know, sister, we can get a grant and everything like that. And I was like, well... You know, but now I do want to get paid for whatever I'm doing. You got you to. Know what? You that know, is, that is, my heart was, I just do it because I love this. Yeah, we got to stop that. Lillian said, sister. We're not working for We you. can get a grant for that. And my mentor, Satori Shakur, mm-hmm. I talked to her about that. And she gave me all the tools, all the things I needed to put together a program for uh, storytelling, you know, healing conversations. Yes, yes. You know, because no one can tell your story better, better than, than you. you. Nobody. Uh, oh, oh. Okay. Hashtag. No one can. T- hashtag. No one can tell your story better, better than, than you. you. Okay. I, I think you gonna keep that okay. on the show. Ooh, I'm got it. I'm you got for it. it. I'm, I'm living for it. Okay. So, it's just there were just some things that were going on, and I noticed that Kaylee was overly stressed, mm. and I'm like, okay. So, May of last year, I talked to Deirdre De Essence. She came over and I was like, you know, my thing is about the arts. Why don't we do an open mic? And we talked about an open mic. She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, shed right. light. I was like, right, shed light, open mic. Mm-hmm. Say what you want, say what you like. Unfiltered, uncensored. 
Period. LGBT Detroit. Well, we did that in October. Okay. okay. We started it with Kaylee okay. in May. Okay. We didn't get it done to October. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 And it was a social distance event, and it was absolutely wonderful and right. splendid. People that came, there were people of all walks of life. There were people that came at the last minute. Paige, Chanel came there and did her thing. Uh-huh. It was some hetero, normative, it was some straight people there, y'all. They okay. loved it. And, but I'll just tell you this much. Before we started the event, Kaylee and I had a stressful cry. Okay. Because she didn't have keys to unlock the box for electricity because we mm-hmm. was on the back of the stage. And here it is. I got my bow sound system. So we had sound, you know, all this type of stuff. So we had to cut the lock. So I had to buy a lock, buy something from Home Depot for them to break the lock, Evan and, and Troy. And uh, uh, Curtis was giving Kaylee dust. Mm-hmm. She's on the phone seeing what can someone drop off the key. And he could have cared less. Yeah. Yeah. He could have cared less. So we broke the law to get this event going. And we had a wonderful time. But why? Yeah. How? How, how does someone throw a, 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 a monkey in a wrench? Right. Mm-hmm. A monkey wrench and everything. So a monkey wrench was thrown. Yeah. Okay. And I know there's a couple of my other ideas. I said, well, use me for what you, you have someone who films. You have Anthony, who's a social media expert. Let's right. do these PSAs, and let's get people in here so we have a forum. Right. I'm not here for play-play, like that little mother said. <laughs> okay. I'm not here for play-play. So it just, it, just, it, it just started to be an exercise in they wanted to come up with these things, and I'm questioning. Mm-hmm. Like... How does it serve the community? Yeah. Okay. I'm here as a trans woman. How am I helping with the trans community? What do you want me to do? So they sent me to Lansing. And um, uh, Lillian and and, uh, Janice was there. And I went. And it was for voting rights and things like that. That was cool. They paid me for the, you know, mileage and all of that. That was cool. Right. And then the Hotter Than July event. All of a sudden, well, Erica, we want you to host. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to crown you. I said, wait a minute. Have you all talked to Sierra? Mm-hmm. So I got all this fuckery mm-hmm. about their communication with Sierra. Right. Even had Sierra come in a couple of times. So I told Sierra, I said, Sierra, my life being as busy as it is, mm-hmm. I'm not looking to be on their payroll, like coming in from nine to five. Right. But I want you to be the leader. I'll be right behind you. Because right. when she's started doing the uh, Trans Sister Color Project, I have been donating, you know, clothes and mm-hmm. things like that because I'm, I'm, I'm behind her yeah. for whatever she's about. And we're not Gucci girlfriends. I'm like her auntie. Yeah. We don't hang out and go have trade. I mean, you know, right. none of that. We, <laughs> yes, okay. But, you know, y'all call them fuck boys. We used to call, we used to call them. Okay. What y'all used to call them? <laughs> oh. 
uh, party jacks. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have them, I have them. Okay. Then we all give a report. Okay. And then some fool makes one a husband. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's, that's the girl you can't. Don't be friends with her. You can't be friends. You with can't her. be you friends just, with. You, you just can unfriend her, okay? Yeah, right. You, you unfriend her, you, block her. You love your all your trans sisters, but all of us not gonna be friends. Okay, you block her. If so she's mad at you over at the party, party jack, right. party jack, <laughs> you gotta get blocked. Cause can't nobody say I had somebody's husband. Now, if you made him a husband, after he had me and him. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Come Butch on, talk I'm about talking about he had Butch Queen, he had the post op, he had the pre op, and he done had a sucker tongue and everything. And you gonna make a husband out of him? And his homeboy. <laughs> and his homeboy sister. Let's talk about it. But you wanna uh, be mad at me. I, I, I'm just telling the truth. Period. I'm telling the truth. Okay. She got a and, 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 and you 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 young ladies out here, just tell the trade your tea. And they'll and most of the time they sniffing us out anyway. They looking for us. And, and right, this is what I said. Malcolm X said, "The most disrespected woman in the world is the black woman." Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I'm gonna add to that, Malcolm. I don't know <laughs> if you up or down or sideways, but I'm, right, okay, Malcolm. The most disrespected woman is the black trans woman, and here is the reason: women are objectified. Period. Black women and the black body and the black female experience as far as our features, our diverse colorings and shapes and all of that. Ball, weave to the flow, natural, don't matter. We're exotic. Okay? Okay. So, we are objectified mm-hmm. even more. Then Malcolm X said, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Well, hell, we didn't land on the trade. Oh. The trade come and sniff us out. Oh. Okay, now I'm going to say this to any any woman, sis, that is listening to this. Because you know I love all my sisters. I have, I've made a wonderful life being a, a model for 17 years yeah. and also doing hair. So I love women, sis. And I love all my women. Okay. okay, to me, I, I want to take trans and cis out of it. And you know what I mean. So, we're not in competition with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, these boys, out, these men out here be on the hunt for Red October, baby. They want something different. And let me tell y'all something. Tell it's, them, baby. It's the fact that when it comes to most of the situations... You think you're doing yourself or doing him a service by telling R.T. When, honestly, you just highlighted the very thing he was on the search for. So if he did not know, now he's more intrigued because oh, you, absolutely. Just, you just put out R.T. And sometimes, whether you think you're putting us in an unsafe situation, sometimes you get mad when then you realize, right? Like, right. it's been oftentimes I didn't see where a cisgender woman would know Talk. he's attracted to a trans woman. And you'll accept it behind closed doors, but the moment you feel disrespected, you don't like what he's doing, or you feel threatened, that's when it's well, up in question. Let me expound on the energy that that creates. Mm-hmm. It's like the cold front and the warm front that creates the tornado. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're a cis heteronormative woman. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're just a woman. Okay. Just, you just I'm a woman. Okay. Okay. I'm a trans woman. Mm-hmm. You see that this guy's liking me and feeling me, and then you want to go. Mm-hmm. 
What you did was you became the catalyst to ignite his interest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you mad because you sparked his interest. Yeah. So you went from being on the bullhorn to looking like a fool because I've had Trey do this to the to, to, to the to the women. Okay, well thank you. Yeah. You come right over to me. I'm talking about that soul night when there's three thousand of us at the dog on Majestic Theater, the uh, uh state theater which is now the Fillmore. I'm very serious. Mm -hmm. And what that tornado energy ends up also we as trans women go mm-hmm so we get a little like okay girl see that ain't work mm -hmm. yeah. and sometimes we have a piece of trade just to be spiked uh, yeah sometimes just, he wasn't worth it miss yeah. Seeley. he wasn't you're right worthy. you're right you know and because because i've done it i'm not gonna lie i've been in straight i've been at jovines i've been at legends because mm -hmm. a lot of people know me from doing hair they'll just go ahead and the men don't get all upset. They be like, oh, baby, I know what time it is. And I be like, well, you're a little bit late. <laughs> but they want to have you. Yeah, yeah. Pre-op and post-op. Okay? So, that's one of the things that, like, T.S. Madison speaks a lot about. And what we have to acknowledge is, let's not fall into, and I can say this now that I'm 55, let's not fall into, when that woman does that, Let's just brush it off because that trade is going, that man is going to trip over himself to get to you mm. some way, somehow. Mm. Women like ourselves just want to go to the grocery store, leave us alone. Yes. We want to go to church, leave us alone. Mm -hmm. We want to go to movie, leave us alone. Mm -hmm. We want to catch the bus, we want to get in our car, we want to do whatever people do and get through in life. Now, so, but back to LGBT Detroit, which is just a G Detroit. So, anybody that <laughs> love your trans sister, anybody here watching, let me let me make this very clear. Do not say that you support your trans sisters if you're supporting G Detroit. LGBT Detroit should just be G Detroit, a gay man social club, because there's nothing that they've truly done that has impacted the. A black trans woman experience in a positive way. And I tried my hardest and my damnedest. Now, I did not just get my feelings hurt, so I'm not a woman scorned. Right. I was insulted. And I told Curtis Liscomb to his face twice, you either have selective amnesia, which I doubt, but you're a liar. Because mm -hmm. he went on ahead and decided, well, Erica, that's your baby, uh, pronouns matter, so we're not going to do it. Kaylee Stanton told me, she said, he's going to do one or two things. He's going to double down on it or he's going to back off. Mm -hmm. He backed off. I found out through Tay that Jaron had gotten funding because a company was looking to fund a pronouns matter. And they got funding, and Kai and Jaren were going, were working on it. How I found that out? I went up there on the wind this day okay. to go help Tay. And I said, well, Tay, I can't help with the, the, the um, mentoring as much as I, I did before, but I'll help you where I can. And I'm going to introduce you to Rumi K. Weaver, my godchild. And he was like, oh, okay. I said, they're brilliant. They got Rumi on the phone. I showed, I said, have you read Rumi's uh, op-ed, hashtag pronouns matter? He goes, oh, Kai and Jaren, they're working on that. Excuse me. Er, excuse me. Er, yeah, uh, so, and that Wednesday, 
was specifically a day that I asked audience for uh, with Curtis. So right after that, and Rumi was on the phone uh, via Facebook Messenger, and after that, I went and had a uh, meeting with everyone at LG at G Detroit. Jaron Thotten was not there, and I talked to them about my grievances with specifically Jaron Thotten and how the transformative services for trans women are null and void. As I say, I'm not paranoid, though I have PTSD. That's anxiety, boo. I put it out there and I said, Curtis, you can't keep having Jaron rail me in. How about this? I'm a vocalist, okay? Mm -hmm. They decided that they were going to have a talent show which was going to have all the participants. Jaron said, well, called me and said, Erica, because of time constraints and COVID and everything, you know, very anal, we're going to have five contestants. We're going to do a show where we're going to have five contestants and they're going to pay $50 a piece to be a part of the show. Because I asked them, can right. I do two or three of my own original songs? Because right. I sang at the other uh, thing. I was just singing to the to the people and, right. and, and just, you know, being my personality because I just dropped in the song. So, I'm going to slow down, y'all. I know I'm talking a lot. So, Jaron tells me, well, Erica, um, we're, we're not going to have time. I said, so, you haven't had a host that hasn't performed? Because I've been to some of these holidays in July and right. seen Sierra host and perform. Okay, and I've been to some Holly July. There's been some raggedy bitches up on this. Ah, <laughs> yes, raggedy bitches. I mean, raggedy and musty. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like real. Okay. Okay. Let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. Get a get a get a a, a trans sister uh, of color project uh, care package. Do you right? So, um, I said, so you're telling me for me to sing and perform at Holly July. I need to pay $50 to enter. Mm -hmm. He said, yes. I said, okay. So, go to a meeting. We're all on Zoom. We're meeting once, once every two weeks, okay. right? Okay. And I try to make as many as I can. So, they said, since we got such a great response from having a contest, <clears throat> we're going to have, you know, people send in a video. They have to send it in by the end of June. Send a video. And we're going to select the top five. And then I said, so, I'm going to have to send in a video, pay a $50 entry fee, hope I get chosen. Mm -hmm. And if I get chosen, how does that going to look? And I'm also okay. the crown, the queen of Holiday in July. How does that look? I said, I'll step away from that. I'll just host. Yeah. What does that sound like? You pushing me out. Mm -hmm. You push. Come on now. Yeah. So, that's... It, it, and, it, and it's crazy because why am I going to audition, wait to be selected to entertain an event and here it is, Curtis is telling me you know, I'm working on getting sponsors for, for you to do a full concert in September September in September okay. um, you know, because Erica, we just love you and you're singing and okay, so yeah so, so, and so my thing with yeah, um, G Detroit right, thank like, you yeah, thank you. Right. Of course. Um, so, and and this is not a hate brigade by no right. means, 
Um, but one thing Mouthy is, is a platform for trans women to tell their narrative. And I want to be very clear that Erica is telling her experience when it comes to G.D. Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've also had my own personal ones. And for years, it's been a conversation around mm-hmm. what does LGBT Detroit does for the T in this in or your anybody, name. anybody yeah. outside the G. What are they doing for bisexual people? Yeah. Bisexual women. Gay women. Cynthia Thornton. You know, we, we're, we're working on Anthony uh, Adams' campaign, and she talked to me about some things, because mm-hmm. I helped her with her campaign okay. last year. So, we bonded, and that sister is like, well, you know, and last year, well, you know, LGB Detroit, you know, I said, well, you know, I love Curtis. I was still in love. Yeah. I was yeah. still in love. Yeah. Because I said, oh, these people have proven, but I never, never took to Jaren. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was a couple of things, you know, he wanted to call to the carpet. And yeah. I, whenever there's a call to the carpet moment, let's meet at the table. We ain't yeah. going to Zoom. We're not going to be on the phone. We're going to sit across the table because that's what that building is for. Yeah. But I want everyone to know this. This is a blessing. A B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G. Blessing because. My integrity as a woman, as a black trans woman, as a human being who respects herself, till the right piece of trade come along, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. But anyway, you know, snacks and okay. stuff. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, there were things going on at G Detroit that have come across my desk that are illegal. Mm. So, mm. you improper funding. Mm. See, Gretchen Whitmer needs to know. Mm. She needs to know. And all of the sponsors of G Detroit, which is going to get a letter from me. Now, listen, I'm not making no prompt, no, no threats. I'm, I'm committing to some promises. So there's no threats. And I also, I was told I wasn't allowed on the premises after they. Gave me an $850 uh, offer to buy my bondage equipment. Anyway, okay. uh, so it's more about hashtag pronouns matter, storytelling, and everything else I came up with, yeah. and everything I was a part of. And I don't want to destroy LGBT Detroit. But Curtis Liscomb and Jaron Thotten have to go. They have to go. And I'm going to say one thing about Jaron, and this is the truth. My son, Joel Hawker, he harassed him sexually mm. at the Cold as Hell event. And he kept telling him, man, I'm not gay. Mm. I like women, specifically mm. trans women. Mm. Now, when a gay man goes after a transamorous man, what does that say about him? You don't respect his manhood mm. or his choice, and you definitely like respecting trans women. Mm. Let's be honest. Some of you boys do that. Some of you boys do that. I, let me get an amen in amen. the church. Amen. Because some, it's hard. It's already hard out here to try and find somebody who can contest their attraction to a trans woman but on top of that you know not even having to deal with the piece of trade that always pinned me and my sister against each other (laughs) but now you have a man that 
basically is comfortable in his skin, acknowledge mm-hmm. what he likes, and mm-hmm. still have to face sexual harassment. Right. Um, so, yeah, in those instances, right. I did invite Curtis Lipscomb to come on because one thing about me, I'm, I'm very I neutral. I would love for, Yeah, yeah I'm very neutral. neutral. Thank I, you. I didn't want this to be a, oh, we hate LGBT Detroit. No. But we're going to hold people accountable. Hold them accountable. You got to hold them accountable for the things. And if I feel like he did just look at my message and he paid it, that's no sweat off my back. But what you will not do is get an opportunity to come back and then address it after you paid me does. So whatever this looks like after this broadcast go stream. Just know that you were given the same opportunity to come on that Erica did. And I but would it didn't, love to be on here with yeah. them. Let's let's have facts. But it didn't it didn't impact you the same way, so you didn't feel like you needed to address it. And that's the hierarchy in these people who are in positions of leadership and in these organizations that we have to start calling them out on that. If we can counsel everybody else else for far less, then sometimes it's time to pass the torch, especially in a way that <laughs> When I think of how to do it in July now, this year, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't see no promotional nothing. I, well, how about they charge people to use the, the Hotter Than July logo and everything? How are you okay. profiting? Sierra Dior Malone told me that. Okay. And she told me she started the Candlelight Vigil. I'm like, why have you done all these things for LGBT Detroit, LGBT Detroit, and you're not on their payroll? They won't pay her. They won't pay her. I personally Evan know that. Evan Killingsworth, if you are on there, and I hope you are, because I have all our text messages, I said, if because he said, well, we were on such a good path, Erica. What happened? You know, in the last time I said, well, the truth came about. And I said, and you still want to do a storytelling, you ain't going to do it without me. Yeah. Because I brought it to there. And you want to tell me, well, Erica, we can get funny. I'm still going to get funny with me. You, 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 Sierra, and I can do this, but we won't be doing it at LGBT Detroit. Let's take it to the Lippus Theater. Mm-hmm. Okay, all these things. I said he was asking me, well, Erica, how can we fix this? I said, one, the main thing, I'm petitioning for, and I talked to Sierra, I'm petitioning for Sierra Dior Malone to be on payroll. Yes. There isn't a black trans woman on payroll. Now, mind you, they're going to try to clean up their act. Because they, they got some phenomenal women there that I love and respect. But too late. Yeah. Okay? But those happen to be cis women. Yeah. You have not helped the black trans woman. Trans women. But specifically, the black trans you have, there There have been such an outpouring in inboxes and texts. Saying, I'm so glad. Thank you for speaking. I'm talking about people that have done grant writing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because let's find out how they got those two buildings. Let's find out how you got it. How well, you so- ain't out here doing the work. Well, how about this? Kaylee left because Curtis Liscom took credit for a grant that she wrote. Mm. And here it is. Here it is. Yes. And I stand by that. And I told Kaylee, Kaylee, if you don't want to go far, I, uh, you, you need to do what you need to do, but I'm going to stand up. Mm-hmm. If it has to be me alone and see too many of my beautiful black trans activist sisters, daughters and nieces have been burned by G. Detroit. Yeah. But see, they kept on going because there were other things to do. Other things to do. I have the time. Yeah. I have the time. 
And like I remember he asked me to sit I remember when they brought you on He had asked me to do like some speaking engagement And I said what was the incentive Like not being funny I've learned that everything comes with a dollar price you, If you could think of me And think that I'm great enough to be on the platform Or do work for you Then you have to pay me you have to pay me, and you're going to pay her, and you're going to pay Sierra, and you're going to pay all the women that you ask to devote their time, energy, and effort, right? Our greatness. So when he said, oh, no, it's for volunteer only, I said, well, no, thank you. I will pass on that opportunity um, because I also was the same person who sat in y'all, like, school of activism. I don't even remember what it was called, but you had me under your roof. You had me under your leadership. You, you, we were phenomenal leaders up merging, coming up, and you dropped our campaign. We were about to do a whole digital campaign that was really going to be amazing, phenomenal. All them leaders went on to do great things in their own right. Right. But the sheer fact is that you knew that you came in contact with us first and you didn't utilize us. I also, that's neither here nor there, but I also know that. But it's a fact. Yeah, I was supposed to be the president of the whole little, my little class. I think it was called League. Yeah, the League. I was supposed to be the president. But when you're in a society that's dominated by gay men, I didn't win. I was like... I was like the president, the vice president. But, you know, to each his own, what I do say is that when you have a passion for the work that you do, it's yeah. going to continue beyond past. Beyond that. That. And yeah. so I wanted to support Erica in telling her truth. Um, especially here because everybody know it whether y'all like to announce it or not we talk in small circles and all of that right. about all the different organizations and what they do and what they don't do Absolutely. but the reality is what are we now doing to speak up against it and I'm not saying that um, he can't rectify the situation what I'm saying is how can you rectify something that's not being spoken just because you don't talk about it don't mean it didn't happen so when I think about it, if Curtis Lipscomb really wants to impact change and grow his organization, I think it's really time for you to start stepping up and working with the women that's telling you, you're not supporting us the way that we feel like you need to. I want not work with no criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just say he a criminal. He, okay. he, he didn't do it wrong. So okay. he, I, I just say criminal man. I, I, and I, listen, I, listen, I'm not going to take back any words. No, you should because, be, because what he has done is a crime against our community. How, what, and why? I told him this and emphatically in front of Sierra and in front of Evan. And matter of fact, when he had the, the meeting with me the Wednesday after, he, uh, you know, I want to meet with you. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I told Sierra, I'm going to meet with him. She said, I want to go. I said, okay. So he going to say, I said, you know, he like, well, this is a private meeting. But he had Evan there. Mm -hmm. He said that he felt that Sierra was a threat. Wow. Okay. Well, I said, well, she can, do you want to go sit in the car and this and the third? Now, these are her words and these are his words. And we talked. So she was there to witness. I talked. He said, well, Erica. And he couldn't even look me in the face. He was like, well, you know, because this is your baby. I said, if it was so much my baby, why is Jaren and Kai working on it? Because the Wednesday before, I said, Kai, remember I talked to you about the storytelling thing? Mm -hmm. She said, I said, please don't take it personal. But how are you doing any storytelling? Well, that's something I brought. Yeah. That I, I brought along and something that I was working up with. And we had a, a setting up a date 
at Henry Ford to do storytelling classes and then have the people do their storytelling set to music. Yeah. Okay? That's one thing. So she, she said, yeah. So she says, well, you know what, Erica, we're going to work on it. I'll inbox you. Maybe you can work with Jaren and I. I said, yeah, maybe that would be great that I could work with Jaren and I. Maybe that would help some of the umbrage between Jaren and I. I said, but Jaren is transphobic. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I say this from my experience with him. He's misogynistic. Saying this because I've noticed how he is with women, period. Yeah. Everybody can't be wrong. Okay, and of course it's gonna be a he say she say, but I got I got I, I got things time stamped. I got quotes. And I got facts. And let me tell you, Erica is gonna be on again. I don't want my battery to die because I want y'all to be able to have all this part great. two and three. Yeah, we are gonna have to do part two and three. And trade is out, you know, out <laughs> in the car waiting on us. You know, not, not, but not let them know how they can keep up with you. Okay, um, everybody uh, on Instagram is. M-O-O-N underscore number one L-U-V. And then on Facebook is Erica Chantel Carter and then it'll have on there in, uh, in parentheses Moon One Love. Yeah. So I, I'll just say this and, and let this be my ending fact. And I'm going to hold your hand yeah. with this. Okay. The reason why hashtag pronouns matters the most to me out of anything because I brought my godchild, Rumi Weaver, in. Wrote a brilliant op-ed, and we were supposed to do and create a forum open to the public. And the forum was going to be how we react. Kabbalahism says, you're not responsible for what happens to you. You're responsible for how you react. Okay? So, it was going to be for us as the LGBT community, QA, to take responsibility and have a teaching moment. Because everyone who mis people that misgender you may not be doing it out of indifference or ignorance. Okay? Sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes it is indignant. And it is offensive. But that's when we take a moment to be dignified, not hostile, and say, well, you know, my name is such and such, such and such, and have a nice day. And it was about for people to come in and say, well, how do I know the difference? To give our allies and people who want to know how to properly address. Because there are many people out here who are loving us because we're being open and honest. I don't live in stealth anymore. But let me give you the tea on hashtag pronouns matter. And if I cry while I'm talking about this, so be it. My heroes are the trans women. Specifically, black trans women who don't get through. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you why they're my hero. Because when I was 15 years old, on the bus, passing as a girl, I've seen many other girls get on the Woodward bus. Because, you know, back in the 80s, it was all about going to the Palmer Park. Yeah. Uh huh. Going to a boys' bath, men's bathroom and put on a lipstick and skirt and come out a girl with some pumpkin seed shoes. Okay, let's talk about that. I have been many a time seen my trans sisters be mocked and how they would be on the bus and hold their head up high pay no attention and it's been several times that I got up as a teenager cause when all the boys was in my face I'd be like I'm one too mm -hmm. 
And the reason they're my heroes, because Curtis Liscom asked me, he says, Erica, do you feel privileged? I said, do you mean by passing? He said, yes. I said, I do feel privileged. I said, but that's not something that I take for granted. Because we in the 313, okay. passing isn't just about privilege. It's survival. Yeah. It ain't about how pretty you are, okay? It's about survival, okay? But the ones that have never passed, those are the ones that are moving people out the fucking way for us. So I told Curtis Liscom, how dare you, how dare you, you liar. Because if it was my baby, those were his words, quote unquote, you wouldn't have had Jaren fighting and Kai working on it. And Kai inboxed me about working on it. How about Thursday? I got all that, you all, because I tell no lies. So I want you all to know my mission statement from here on out is to make life better for trans women, specifically black trans women, trans men as well. And I'm putting it out there. I want to talk to the Trans Sisters of Color Project and hopefully I can shoot. Hashtag pronouns matter at Ruth Ellis and actually sit down with Lillian, Janice and the sisters and see if we can go ahead and get that funding and do hashtag pronouns matter there. Because I've been involved with uh, uh, Ruth Ellis for years. Right. I gave it a chance. Yeah. They fucked up. Period. You did. Period. Okay, so y'all, we are going to continue this. We're going to have her back on. Period. Um, but thank yeah, you. thank y'all all for tuning in. Of course, no problem. I love okay. you, dear. Um, it's your girl, Miss Mouthy. Even when y'all don't see me, you what? You hear me. Ooh. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Right.